0: Welcome to the Creative Soul Healing Podcast. Here we talk about the connection between creativity and healing and how we are creative and how creativity helps us heal mentally, physically and emotionally. Join us now. Hi everyone, Larissa Russell of Creative You Healing and today I have with me Jacob Nordby. Jacob is a celebrated author, speaker and visionary artist who ignites the creative potential within individuals. He describes himself as a fascinated human who believes in love, laughter, and the restoration of joy. Love that. Known for his best-selling books, including the latest book, The Creative Cure, Jacob seeks to expand the meaning of creativity as he is convinced that everyone is creative and that this energy is meant to fill every part of life with aliveness. I fully believe that as well. Welcome, Jacob.
1: Thank you so much, Larissa. I'm not sure who wrote that bio. I don't think I would have written visionary artist, but
0: (laughs) Oh, but you know, the bios are all about like, uh, the things we probably wouldn't say about ourselves. So,
1: yes, I'm so glad to be here. I was on your site ahead of this and I just love the work you're doing in this world. It's amazing.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Um, You'll be really excited. We're doing a, a healing with love summit coming up soon yeah. and about uh, creativity, but also just diversity and, and sharing. Mm-hmm. So I'm yeah. excited about that one. But that being said, for those who may not know you, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do, your version? <laughs>
1: <laughs> that feels like such a long story as I'm sure yours is too. Um, You know, When I was 10 years old, I went out out in the living room and said, I want to be a writer. And my parents, unlike a lot of people, my parents were very supportive. And they said, that'll be amazing. And then they said, "Um, now it's time to brush your teeth and go to bed. (laughs) And I promptly forgot for about the next 30 years, more than 30 years, that early dream, Larissa, and found myself at 34 in the middle of a outwardly successful life and also waking up every morning at 3 a.m terrified and wondering why all of the things that I had created didn't feel good didn't I wasn't in alignment you know and long story short but I ended up in a shamanic initiation I didn't know what a shaman was in 2007 and that really rattled me and showed me how far off of alignment I was and the financial meltdown of 2008, nine came along and wiped everything out. And I had a chance to start all the way over. That sounds tidy and nice, but it wasn't, it was really scary.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So the
1: last 15 years or so, however many years that's been, my math brain isn't working real well, have been this long process of creative recovery and, and healing and um, all of that. And so I just feel so grateful now to be sharing as you do, you know, what I feel like it's such an essential um experience which is reconnecting with our inner creative selves and expressing that in our lives it is the medicine as i see it that this world needs and that we individually need you know
0: yeah yeah it one of the things i hear often is i'm not creative yes and you know we're we're humans we're creative that that's innate um but i think it's the fear of showing that creativity because it gets shut down in our our culture our society what are ways that you help people explore that more?
1: Mm. Man, you just said everything. Like, oh, I'm like this is getting so juicy already. <laughs> I want to read something. Um, actually, a fellow Canadian. Um, do you know Toka Pa Turner?
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: Okay. Just not personally, brief-
0: but you have the work.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, she's in my experience. She's a bit of a hermit, and I just love her work. Um, I just got back from this writing retreat in Santa Fe with Anne Lamott and Julia Cameron and Sark, and I read this on stage, and it's something I read so often, but just a little bit here, and I feel like this speaks to what we're talking about. She says, I believe we have more than enough creativity to solve the problems of our times, but we have to make a perilous trek into the wilderness within to reclaim it. There is a stand of undeveloped jungle, a place of indigeneity within each of us that can never be domesticated. And it goes on from there, but she says, few make the trek into this creative wild because the path requires great vulnerability. To come into our true originality, we must surrender the layers of numbness we use to protect our hearts. So when you ask the work that I do, I feel like that's a lot of it, Larissa, is making it safe to begin putting down those layers of numbness. Because as I see it, our creativity is, it's the life force energy. It is our essential nature. And we get shut down early in life by socialization, by traumatic experiences, by the fear of rejection. Like you just said, it's not that we don't have it, it's that we become afraid to show it. And so helping p- people and myself to go through this process over and over again of laying down the armor in safe spaces and then making it safer to take some of that back out into the world.
0: Mhm. Yeah, and and the whole idea of vulnerability, right, is it's not even something we really discuss because even the the concept seems too scary. And so what I what I personally try to do is to lead people into expressing and maybe not even realizing they're being vulnerable. <laughs> Not so, not so like open about it. They do recognize it. We can get into that deeper, but in the beginning, it's more like, let's, let's just see what happens. Let's just allow. And I know writing is your passion and how, how difficult was it for you to become truly vulnerable in your writing?
1: Very difficult, Larissa. And um, I want to just rewind just for a moment, because you said so much. Good right there. I feel like words get in the way so much in our over left brain developed cultures. um, We focus on concepts like creativity, like vulnerability. And I love to do as you're saying, like strip that back and go, let's forget about the word. Let's just do these things. And then maybe come along later and say, you're being creative right now. (laughs) No, really? This is what it is. Yeah, that's what it is. So for me, I feel like I was given that tremendous gift of having everything turned upside down and broken and shaken out, um, you know, back in 0809, because I didn't have a choice but to be vulnerable at that point. Um, I think stepping into it intentionally can be a lot more difficult. I was just literally broken and and vulnerability was just a way of life. And so learning how then to invite people into that without necessarily needing the shattering experiences, I feel like that's a really big um, job.
0: Mm-hmm. I think that's a really important thing that you just said there, too, you know, because often we move into our creativity, our mm. dreams, our passions, because of something big that makes us vulnerable. Yeah. And And if we could do that without needing that big thing, maybe we could, you know, bypass that big thing. Um, Because I think spirit works with that, right? Like just we need to move forward and you're not doing it. So we're going to put this big thing in the way. So you need to do that. And as you opened up into your own vulnerability, Mm. how easy was it then to recognize that you needed to do something different, as opposed to, I just need to fix what's broken over here.
1: Mm. Yes. I wouldn't say easy, but it felt necessary, Larissa. And knowing that, you know, in recovery movements, they they have the phrase, my best thinking got me here. So every time I would catch myself trying to go back to previous ways of being in the world, I realized that was the armor that I was wearing and it did not serve me. So I need to be willing to step into the unknown, into uncertainty, into awkwardness. And on the positive side, much like many wisdom traditions teach the beginner's mind. How can I go back? My children are now all moved out of the house um, recently, actually. But we've talked and I have told them that I had the great benefit of breaking and starting over with them when they were before they were coming of age. And so we really grew up together and because of that, I didn't have fixed notions of how the world was or how they should behave. And I, I don't know that I, I wouldn't have come to that on my own. It was that experience. And so, I feel that, um, I feel that for one thing, I'm straying away from the question you asked.
0: <laughs> no, that that's perfectly fine. I think the flow of conversation is an important part, and asking questions is just a way to open the door to what needs to be said. So, not to worry about that at all. I think it you know as we was as we work with people to uncover what they need to explore, it can be really tricky, and I know I've been talking to a number of um healers and creatives lately about this resistance that we're facing right now with the polarization in the world, and people really want to move into um creativity intuition love all of the healing all of these things but it's like almost too scary like you're bucking the system do you have any i I don't know tips seems like too, but you know (laughs) ways that people can help themselves start to move forward to what they really want
1: Wow, Larissa, the the poles, as you just talked about, those, the magnetic pole of either pole has grown so much more intense over the last five or six years, it feels to me, or maybe 10 years, I don't know, but it feels so intense right now. And I feel the pole myself, you know, Mm -hmm. and I went through a transformational leadership program earlier this year and got the deep reminder of such an old phrase that says, what you resist persists if I don't want more war in the world, if I go out and war against war, I'm actually creating more war. And so, you know, and that sounds very simplistic, but it's really deep work. And as I, to your question, what I would suggest is ask the question, how can I be curious in the middle of this tension of in the middle of this feeling, this feeling of urgency, how can I be curious? How can I, even in the safety of my own space, not trying to take this out into the world and change the world. How can I, how can I be curious about what I need? um, How I can serve um, what life is calling me to. And I find that whenever I feel that heightened anxiety and getting into, Oh no, I need to do something. This world's falling apart. If I'm willing to take a few deep breaths and sit quietly and ask some, some curious questions. And I offer this in my creative self journal practice, um, three questions. What do I need? How do I feel right now? What do I need right now? And then what would I love or how would I love to feel? What would I love to create depending upon the situation? Those questions often bring me back into that polyvagal green zone, into the feeling of groundedness and centeredness and creativity in which solutions can come forward. So that's probably one very simple piece of, of advice would be take a deep breath and, and ask myself, ask oneself in the middle of this situation, how can I be curious? What What's needed for me right now? What do I need right now? Mm-hmm.
0: I love that because I think there's so much of, I must pick a side or I must I must do this thing because, and it's like, no, what, what do I need to be curious? Yeah. What Do I need to find the answers for me, right, and not and not uh, just follow because?
1: and Larissa, I would I would love to ask you a question about this because I I say that and I and I live it. I teach it, and I know that there's there's a real need and calling at times for the firebrands, for the people who do come from that deep, centered, soul-centered place, and they speak out. So I'm not suggesting that we should turn our voices down. So I'm curious, how do you balance those? (laughs) Well, I wasn't (laughs)
0: expecting that, Um, you know, it's, it's a real struggle because as someone who, who knows who has a connection with spirit, Mm -hmm. who is very intuitive. Like I really feel that within, I don't always listen. Right. And so, I can be really good at at sharing with other people. I use my voice a lot to help people move towards what they need. Do I always do it for my own self? No. And I'm really working on why. Why am I not always doing it for my own self mm-hmm. when I know that that's the path? And I don't have all the answers yet, but a lot of it comes down to for my own self is Ego right? And how it gets in the way because of the society we live in, because of the direction we've been pointed in. And so, and I I don't mean ego as in vanity, but although that might be a small part of it, ego as in not listening and needing to, um, it's not the appearance. It's the show up in a certain expected way, right? Mm-hmm. And bucking the system is hard. It's hard. And so I, I did that answer the question?
1: I didn't mean to ambush you. I, <laughs> I I genuinely love conversation. And of course, I have a lot to say, but I love to hear. And I sense that you are very much in alignment with a you know what is the right action here what what is intuition actually speaking uh or calling me forward into and um i believe in manifestos i believe in the big fiery voices and my god we need them and we need them to be we need each one who feels called we need that to come from the deep inner work that means whatever comes forth is medicine
0: mm-hmm. yeah yeah and i i think in not enough people are recognizing their voice and their part in that, right? Yeah. And so that comes with being vulnerable as we started, as we started with. Yeah. The one question I do ask every guest is, what does healing with creativity mean to you?
1: Mm. <laughs> so, my God, I love that question. Um, for me, because I feel that creativity is the expression, it's the expression of that vital spark that we have the divine spark whatever we want to call it um to me that is much like the soul as i see it it can't be damaged it can't be destroyed our connection to it and you talked about the ego just a moment ago and i love that you didn't treat the ego as an enemy it's like a body We, as long as we're here we're each going to have an ego um and learning to work with it better but the ego self that we create to protect ourselves and to operate in the world often that connection to our soul self to our inner creative self gets so stretched out and full of static and damaged that to me that's the only thing that needs to be healed is the connection and so for me it's so important um that i don't see them as siloed experiences healing and creativity i think a lot of people do larissa it's mm-hmm. like okay i'm gonna heal and then once i'm healed then i'll start creating or I'm going to create and healing kind of takes to me they're they're completely interlocked you can't so we heal to create and we create to heal um and whether that and by the way i think that it, a lot of people make the mistake and i'm sure you've heard this so many times i'm not that creative i heard that from my brother years ago when i was writing the creative cure first draft and we were walking through this office that we had built together and then he had had been running and it's tech and it's all this stuff and, mm-hmm. He looked at me and said, I'm just not that creative. And then we walked into his office, the rest, and he sat down in front of his desk and he had three screens and they all looked like the matrix to me, all this code. But when he sat down, his posture changed. It was like watching a pianist sit down at the grand piano. And I watched him go into flow state almost instantaneously. He forgot I was there. And I put my hand on his shoulder and I said, brother... It's like watching Mozart work on a composition to see you at your desk right now. I said, this to me, as, as I see it, is one of your creative expressions, he looked up, he said, I've never thought of it that way. So if I can help people see that healing, that connection means that we begin to see all of life as an opportunity for artfulness, mm-hmm. whether it's cooking that dinner or cleaning up the back patio and, and planting flowers or whatever it is, whatever it is, it can be artful, it can be creative. Mm
0: -hmm. I I absolutely agree with that. And I talk about it a lot because creativity is in everything we do. And, and I joke because I paint, but I also love spreadsheets and I, I color code them. I do all the things and they just make me so happy. So I I can get into that same state in a spreadsheet as I can in uh, with my paint. So, you know, it's very, very similar. And many people want to think, Oh, it's like writing a bestseller or playing in a symphony or you know whatever it is, painting a masterpiece. but it's it's everything we do. It is who we are to be creative. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah I like to I like to compare it to like a tree full of sap. you know, if sta- if sap stops flowing through one of the limbs or like our bodies, if blood stops flowing through any part of our body, that part starts to atrophy and die. And so as I see it, one of my missions is to help people open those channels back up into every part of their lives because that's what being in true health means and by the way healing sometimes we forget what's you know the the hard work and the painful work of healing the result of that process is health it's joy and i think it can when when anyone in in, in begins to really embark on a healing journey it can just feel like oh my god this is an endless painful experience and i can relate to that Um, But if we can remember that the real outcome of that is joy, it's health, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. And and not even needing to set out, like you said, to heal, right? But when we can move into that space of creativity and what that is for us, the healing comes with that, right? Healing comes. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. Wow. I I think I could ask 100 more questions, but is there any final thoughts before we go today that you'd like to share with our listeners?
1: I would just like to ask, unless you're driving or doing something dangerous, if you can pause for a moment and just close your eyes and put your hand in your heart and take a breath with me. As you take that breath, allow your attention to notice the beating of your heart. And every beat of that heart to me is evidence of who you really are, of your creative nature. And I just want to say that the more that you tune into that and then share it with yourself and your family and your friends and your society, your community, the more you become medicine in this world. Thank you for being here.
0: Love that. Thank you. I'd have to incorporate something like that at the end. (laughs) episode i do i want to thank you so much for being here today and um we will have links so that people know where to find you and how to how to get your offerings and i think um you have a lot to offer the world and so i want to just thank you again for being here today
1: it's a real honor and when this episode is ready i'll be so delighted to share it with everyone thank you for the work you're doing larissa
0: thank you thank you To our listeners, we will see you again next time. And in the meantime, we wish for you amazingly creative days. Thank you for listening. If you found our podcast of interest, we'd love for you to leave a review wherever you listen in.